Welcome everybody to Money Marketing and Management. Oh, I messed it up. We're going to keep recording though. Welcome to Marketing, Management, and Money. All right. I'm man. not accepting that either. <laughs> Welcome to, I, there's three M's. Don't, <laughs> stop giving me crap. Welcome to Marketing, Money, and Management. Management, Money, and Marketing. Marketing, Management, Money. Marketing, management, and money. So welcome to Marketing, Management, and Money. This is your host, Ethan Migliori. I'm here with Ryan Murray as he's smirking across there, giving me grief because I totally blew the introduction. <laughs> do you want to keep it or keep rolling? Whatever you want to do, man. <laughs> Let's start over. <laughs> Even though that would be super funny to leave it. I might leave it in there. <laughs> so uh, I guess we're going to leave it. Sorry, folks. No, no, no. Give, give me another one just in case. Okay. Uh, welcome to money marketing and ah oh, fetch. Okay, give it to me one more time. <laughs> I got it this time. Marketing management and money. Marketing management. Money's last. Okay. All right. Welcome everybody to uh, another episode of uh, marketing management and money. This is your host Ethan Meliori, and I'm uh, here today with Ryan Murray, your super host. <laughs> Appreciate him uh, tagging along with me today. Oh, I'm tagging along and I'm the super host. <laughs> well, you let me start out the show, so I'm starting it how I wanted today. <laughs> Last time that happens. <laughs> oh, what are we getting into today? Well, you know, we kind of had another topic that we were going to do today. And as we got chatting just before we decided to go live on air today, um, we got talking about leadership and uh, Ryan asked me how life was going and I looked at him and I said, you know, there's, there's a point in time when all of a sudden, uh, if two things happen to you, it's really bad. When, when, when home life's a little chaotic and work's a little chaotic and you feel horrible as a leader at work and you feel horrible as a parent, you know, you question your existence. And he laughed at me and said, we're doing that episode. So here we go. <laughs> That's because I want to hear confessions of the single common denominator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so for the amusement of our listeners today, <laughs> we're not going to go into too many details, but anyways, the whole experience over the last couple of weeks I've been dealing with has really forced me as an individual to look more and more at my leadership and my leadership qualities, styles, things that maybe I've forgotten to do. And so I, I agree. Let's, let's talk a little bit about it and see where the episode goes. Now, one of the things that I really liked that you were discussing, and I think that it's super important that we that we cover this, is the fact that you cannot separate your business from your personal life. And anyone who thinks they can is just being a naive idiot because they're going to bleed over. Now, there are some some boundaries that you need to put in place. You know, I... I uh, uh, if you listen to the latest interview that we did uh, with, with Randy and he talked about where at a certain time he's just going to cut off his, uh, you know, his email and he's not yeah. going to check it anymore. Like those are the appropriate boundaries where you're making sure that you've got that time to spend with your family, to spend, you know, with yourself. But these things carry over. And so you're you're coming to this, you know, right now at a crossroads of saying, OK, I feel like some of the decisions that I'm making in, you know, in, in business and some of the decisions I'm making at home, 
maybe I need to rethink my leadership styles. And I love how you're, you're combining that, yeah, it really is you, the common denominator of how are you coping with things, dealing with things, making decisions, you know, and where, where's the improvement? Because there's always areas for improvement. Uh, I agree. And, and both you and I, over the years I've learned, are huge advocates for improvement. So it's not uncommon for you and I to always be looking for ways to make small adjustments to be better as individuals. I, I believe the better individual you are, the better you're going to be at business, in your home life, your social life, uh, if you have a religious life. Um, you know, we have so many aspects, but a common denominator is, am I working at being a good individual? Now, that wasn't part of my whole business speech I was <laughs> going to give you on leadership, but, but your comments made me really think about that, that, that on the side, I, you know, I, a lot of parents help do a little bit of coaching here and there. And I found that, um, one thing I reiterate with, with youth as I coach is it's more important to be a better person than a better athlete. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're a good person, I think you'll eventually be a good athlete. It trans, but the other way doesn't happen. Being a good athlete doesn't make you a good person. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the other way around. So, so yeah, thanks for helping remind me of some of that stuff. And those are leadership things that, you know, we should consider too. Absolutely. I was, I was talking to uh, a colleague of mine and she's someone that I, uh, that I really confide in uh, with a lot of business decisions because she's super smart, but she looks at the world very differently than I do. And so I like to talk to her because she doesn't have the same kind of mindset that I have. And I just made this comment that I'm like, yeah, I was getting a little bit run down. Uh, I got out, uh, did a little bit of hiking, got out into nature. And she just said, she's like, oh, yeah, you're better when you do that. And, and it was interesting that she pointed out, she's like, she can visibly and quickly see the difference of when I'm taking care of myself, of how that impacts business decisions. And, you know, I, and so... I know we're going to get into leadership itself, but I think it's good that we're starting here and saying, look, start on the inside, start with you. If you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not being a good person, if you're not living a lifestyle that you're proud of, then it doesn't matter how good you are at motivating employees. It doesn't matter how good, you know, I mean, I, I I know people are like, oh yeah, I read something every single day, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and I'm like, Okay, I know people who don't, and they're fabulous leaders. Like it, it definitely is a good habit to have, but I think a better habit is to be kind and you know compassionate, and to you know not be so self-centered. Because I see that a lot. I see these people that are so obsessed with leadership that they become very selfish and very self-centered, and it's all about them, them, them. And I'm like, do you realize how much your spouse is sacrificing for you to be on this pedestal? Do you realize how much your community is, you know, they're the ones actually putting you up on the pedestal. You're taking all the credit for it. I'm like, you know, give back. Be And there are both types. You know, I'm not saying that all business leaders are bad, uh, but there are some that they get so self-centered and they're just like, oh, I only do stuff this way. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of selfish. Well, and while you're on that point, um, let's, let's, so let's roll that into one of the, cause my goal today is we were talking before is that there's a lot of books out there and a lot of thick books on leadership, <laughs> okay, which makes sometimes wanting to become a better leader a little bit less appetizing because I see how thick these books are. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather say, look, here's a reader's digest version, 
take what you want from it and then go study out some of those more in-depth leadership principles you want to you want to learn about so the goal is to maybe stay a little bit shorter to a reader's digest and what we do today not go in depth like you're going to find in some of the amazing books that are out there so mm-hmm. back to your point the um, one principle of leadership that is sorely missed is too often leaders are too busy trying to tote their own horn. You've kind of said that one mm-hmm. instead of using their employees to make them shine. Mm. So when, when your employees are doing well and prospering and successful in their labors, it makes you look good as a leader. Mm-hmm. Too many leaders will try to take credit for what their employees are doing versus allowing their employees to let them shine. So does that principle make sense? I, I love that principle, but I want to dig in a little bit deeper because I've seen people try this uh, principle and they fail miserably because they don't understand equality. They don't understand how to spread that love and share that love amongst multiple employees. So, you know, I'll see people that, and uh, in, in fact, there there was a business that I was working with and they they had uh you know they had a sales team and this one salesperson landed a uh you know a a good sale and the owner of the company they congratulated the salesperson for uh you know and they congratulated them publicly uh, but there was another salesperson who uh, a couple months back had landed an extraordinary sale that was, you know, so much bigger than, you know, I mean, the, 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 this one sale was in the, you know, thousands of dollars. This other one was in the tens of thousands of dollars and they got nothing because at the time the owner of the company just wasn't thinking about it. Now they didn't, they didn't go out of their way to like beat that person down or they weren't, you know, mean or anything to that person. But the, uh, the mistake that was made is they made such a fanfare of this smaller accomplishment that it made the person who was actually doing better work be a little jaded. And, and mm-hmm. they looked at it and they're just like, oh, dude, I don't know. Yeah, why does it matter? Yeah, you know? And, and so, yeah, you need to, you need to, uh, you know, share the love, but you need to take some time. And that's, that's a good leadership skill is to kind of look out and see who really is providing the benefit to the company. You know, it, uh, we, we oftentimes give the credit to the people who are at, at the front lines, but what about the back end support? You know, all, all the people that are actually making the front lines look good. Right. And, and and so I, I agree with your principle here, but I think that there's a there's a lot more of an art to it than just going out and you know starting to give kudos and and different things because um, that man you 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 want to get a bad morale start only recognizing a handful of people. Yes, and so what we find is the the to pro- I'd probably sum the sum up the principle by saying. See others as a leadership, uh, yeah, leader or the leadership of your company. See everyone else as equals and treat everyone else as equals. Oh, that I love. Because too often the the top salesman gets treated different than the guy who is um, sweeping the floors. Mm -hmm. But yet you get rid of the guy sweeping the floors and morale goes down because things get dirty. See what I mean? They have equal value. They have different responsibilities. So Mm -hmm. see others as equals, treat others as equals. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's excellent. I think that's just uh, fabulous. So 
Uh, another one that I would probably put in my Reader's Digest is that as a leader, you are 100% responsible. Okay? You cannot pass the buck. Okay? <laughs> you can't blame someone else. You are responsible. Okay? And too many leaders want to point fingers, well, so-and-so failed, that's why we're in this position. Or, um, you know, it broke down because this machine broke down. That's the problem. No, 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 no. A leader will always take 100% responsibility for everything and then proactively work to fix it um, using the resources around them, resources being humans a lot mm -hmm. of times. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, again, and, and this, is, this is probably what I'm hung up on right now, is that when we talk about leadership and we give these things, I run up against so many leaders that think they're doing this already. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I, I take full responsibility, but they're not. And, and people from the outside can see that. So how, how would you recommend if, if I'm in the leadership role and I'm trying to improve my leadership skills and I feel like I'm doing something right, but like, like how, how do I check myself? How do I make sure that I am actually, you know, taking ownership, not passing the buck? You know, who do I talk to? Where do I get that feedback? Because I see so many people, like self-professed leadership is, you know, it, 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 it's just an epidemic. So when, when a leader uh, takes 100% responsibility in a proactive way, you find that others will rally around them as long as there is uh, transparency and open communication. Mm. Okay. If you're, if you're trying to take responsibility, but people see, you know, or say I'm 100% responsible, but people are avoiding having conversations with you. Um, people who should be sharing stuff aren't because they're not being truthful. You're, you're not, you're, yeah, you might be 100% responsible, but you're not being 100% responsible in a way that is proactive. You're being, so you can either be uh, destructive um, or proactive in how you do things. And too many leaders are 100% are responsible, but they're very destructive in how they do it, <laughs> not constructive. Uh, okay. I, uh, give me an example here. I, I mean, I get what you're talking about, but I think oh, that it so, happens so often that... So here's a classic example. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. If, if I have an employee who leaves out of frustration, okay. I failed as a leader. Hands down, you failed as a leader if you have an employee who leaves out of frustration because you are the problem. Whew. Okay. Wow. I just if I have an employee some who, flashbacks of. <laughs> <laughs> if I have an employee who leaves because we've empowered them, they've become better, they've had growth, we can no longer, because uh, some positions you just can't move them higher in some sure. organizations. So they move on to a bigger, better position because you have allowed them to grow and they've been prosperous inside your organization, you've allowed them to go and, and flourish. Mm -hmm. But too many employees leave frustrated, okay? Changes isn't being made. My, my boss isn't, you know, living up to his obligations or, uh, you know, they want me to work all these extra hours. Uh, anyways, that I'm burned out. Uh, so so uh, they get- uh, okay. I had an employee once that worked for me and um, I sort of inherited this employee uh, and I 
didn't think that they were qualified for the job. I didn't enjoy working with them. Several others in the, the company didn't enjoy working with them. And um, basically, I took the approach of, look, here is your job. These are the expectations. Either you can cut it or you can't cut it. And they couldn't cut it, and they left frustrated. And their whole attitude was like, oh, well, you know, the, the company wasn't structured right, and you guys, you know, were making these unrealistic expectations. And it was kind of by design because I had other people that I felt could do that job. Um, so, you know, and I don't think that's what you're saying. When no, I, I want to be careful not to get into the – one-offs or just the odd situations because there's always going to be someone who you're going to try to put into a position that really doesn't fit that mold, mm. you know, isn't on the right seat on the bus. I mean, there's a thousand ways to say it. You know, we're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Mm. Uh, that does happen. But even if I would argue, even if you're a good leader and you recognize that, you would reposition them, restructure them and try to do something. Now, we don't always have those opportunities. And so, but I want to be careful not to focus on that, but there are a lot of leaders and organizations where employees leave frustrated, not feeling appreciated or respected. Um, and I've just, I have a firm belief if that is happening inside of your organization, it's a leadership problem. You're, you're not allowing uh, the growth and support because uh, we've talked in other episodes, money is only a satisfier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you can't think that by paying more that you're going to get more productivity. You have to find other incentives that allow that employee to flourish, that allow them to thrive, that are more beneficial for them than a wage. Mm -hmm. You know, for some individuals, it might be, hey, can I sneak away at one o'clock today for an hour to go watch my kids play? Okay, yeah, that mm -hmm. that might be that benefit they're looking for. Someone else, maybe it's a pair of Utah Jazz tickets. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Um, Anyway, so I just, that would be one of the things if you have frustrated employees, well, and I don't know, I have a, I've, you know, you've heard me say this, maybe you've heard this say this before, but frustration comes from a lack of communication. Mm -hmm. uh, well, actually, let me refer, it's, I'm jumping too fast on it. <laughs> frustration comes from unmet expectations and unmet expectations come from a lack of communication. So when there's frustration, you can track it down generally to communication and that communication didn't establish, like you said, I had to sit down, set the expectations, things like that. M most of the time, that doesn't happen. That process doesn't happen. And so you have frustration inside that organization. Yeah. And I think that uh, as a leader, you know, we're talking about leadership skills. As a leader, you constantly have to be scanning the horizon. You have to be talking to people and finding out, you know, are they frustrated? What are they frustrated about? And... And, and one of the things, you know, you're talking about communication. I see that uh, a lot of a lot of business owners, they're good with the easy conversations. Is you know, right, it's like, correct. hey, uh, want to let everyone know that business is doing really well. We're going to do quarterly bonuses. Uh, you know, I we just hired this new employee, and everyone's like, yay! You know, like, and that's. That, that's a form of communication, but what happens when you've got to go to someone and you've got to say, hey, um, by the way, your performance is uh, underperforming. Uh, I'm concerned with your abilities. Uh, I think we need to either have you know, some training put in place or we're going to put you on a you know, kind of an action plan uh, for your performance. Like, like, that's a much 
different conversation. Or, hey, by the way, I know you guys worked your butt off, but sales fell a little bit flat, and so we're not going to do those bonuses, even though you guys worked really hard. Um, you know, because that bonuses are funny. You know, the money yes. comes in usually when the work is easy, and <laughs> when you're working hard, there's less money, just because of the uh, you know the the cyclical nature of business, yeah. and and so you so, know. So I would say because communication is one of those. So responsible communication is certainly one of those things that leaders need to look at. But when I say communication, I'm talking about open, transparent, truthful communication. Uh, the type of communication that makes you vulnerable. Ouch. Okay. I, I have a specific question. I want your opinion. And this is an opinionated question. Okay. Do you believe that uh, small businesses should share their financial information with their employees? At a level, yes. What's that level? So when you, just prior to this, you were, when you were talking about sales and, hey, I, you know, I've got to go to them and say sales full short. If open communication was happening, those individuals tied with sales would have known exactly where the sales were at the whole time. You wouldn't have had to make that comment. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I get where you're coming so from. When it's, when I'm talking about sales, I want them to know exactly if it's a sales department, exactly what sales are, where they're at day by day. It's open communication. There's, there's nothing that we're hiding when it comes to any of that. Okay. So uh, I don't know that everybody in, in the organization needs to know everything about what we're doing. You're, However, you're not posting the full financial statements. Correct. Uh, but if, know. if I'm tied to production, I better understand costs. Okay. Okay. And supply chain and what's going on there and how this is affecting us and, and, and maybe some sales, because if we're not meeting production, then it affects our sales. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I do need to know some sales, um, okay. but uh, bottom line profit and some other things like that. Wages. I would be careful with wages. You know, yeah, people are sure. real finicky when it comes to wages and, you know, everyone thinks they're worth their weight in gold and, um, so be, be careful with that. But for, I think there's a lot tied to your financials that you can openly promote and have your employees engaged in, um, so that they can see what's going on and help drive the profitability of the company. Okay. So, uh, I, I, I don't believe how quickly this uh, episode has, has flown by cause we're already going to wrap up. Wow. And, yeah. Like, this, I feel like we just kind of got started and now we're wrapping up, but I'm going to wrap up with this. You started the whole thing by saying that, uh, you know, in, in your personal life and in your work life, you're starting to feel the chaos coming in. And I wonder if you wouldn't mind just, just, Maybe make it a little personal because clearly you've studied leadership. You've been in professional roles for, you know, several decades. Like you've got a lot of background here, but yet there's still this level of chaos that's entering in. What happened? What went wrong? Is this just the perfect storm? Does everyone get this every once in a while or did you make a mistake or, you know, so if you don't mind, I'd love to, I'd love to hear a little bit more here. So, you don't have so, to name names. <laughs> now, in a nutshell, it, it comes down to that things were going really well for so long that I think I became complacent. Mm -hmm. And I forgot to do some of those little things that all of a sudden now have, have now added up to become the perfect storm. Okay. Okay. You know, when I have a conversation with someone six months ago and I didn't follow up from the conversation, I just assumed they were doing and headed in the right path to find out they weren't uh -huh. that piece got missed 
which now leads to some other employee problems, okay? Or when I think that, you know, because a lot of things we talk about can be applied to business or personal, as you talked in the beginning. But the same principles, you get so caught up with work and other things when you come home, you're kind of drained, you shut down, you forget to communicate with your family. Uh And next thing you know, you realize, well, I stopped communicating. Well, so did my kids stop communicating with me as well. And I didn't even realize my kids were going down this pathway. And you're going, wow, how'd that even happen? Uh-huh. Well, because we just forgot to be, uh, leadership is a day-to-day thing. You, you can't, you know, you can't just set it aside. It's not a jacket. You can just take on and off. So my, my band teacher in junior high had a little saying, and I'm going to try and remember because this is a few years ago, but it was uh, practicing is like taking a bath. Uh, if you don't do it every day, you will start to stink. <laughs> great way to end. <laughs> so, that is a great way to end. That applies to leadership. If you don't practice it every day, you'll start to stink as a leader. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think that uh, in leadership um, – there are so many things that we didn't cover. And I don't think the purpose of this episode was to give an A to Z Correct. You know, leadership. Uh, I think the purpose of this episode was to you know, kind of say, hey, open up your eyes a little bit. Look at where you are with your leadership. Look at some of those quick principles. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you might be studying the books. You might be reading you know, and, and doing all that. But, but, but look at those, those quick principles, those, those small things. You know, I loved how you said that you just kind of got complacent. It, it, it wasn't a question of knowing what to do. It was a question of just following up with those little things consistently. And so, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's a great way to, uh, to, to kind of sum, sum up what we're talking about today. So this has been an episode of Marketing Management Money here with Ethan and Ryan. Uh, Hope to catch you next time. Thanks, folks. Take control of your business today. Go to learndesk.us and search Marketing Management and Money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month. And make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions. 